0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: It is another exciting week ahead here on the Coast to Coast show, and I can't wait till we get started today. We're going to have uh, our full crew on board here, looking forward to another exciting week. You know, I woke up this morning, it's kind of crazy, I folded my bed back into a couch, but I almost broke both my arms because it wasn't that kind of bed, I forgot, you know. Anyway, um, so, oh, let me fix this audio. God, I gotta fix this audio here, this is getting crazy, huh? So, um... I went to the tourist information booth and I said, uh, tell me about some people who were here last year. Anyway, um, I gotta fix this. Give me a second here. Give me a What's going on? What is going on? Oh my God. I've been uh, getting really into looking up at the stars, you know, uh, in my house. So I uh, went ahead and installed the skylight, but the people who live above me got really, really pissed. We're going to, um, Fix this audio problem. Be right back here. we got Amanda Love from the UK. Coast to coast program here, folks. Be right back. Dear mainland, aloha. My brother and I know all about your
0: to-do list. But have you also considered making a to-don't list? Like don't forget hang time with your ohana. Don't forget to step outside every now and then. And don't forget the big wave golden ale. So maybe you make a to-don't list today, yeah? Put it on your to-do list good one brother one life right Maha longboard island lager and big wave golden ale from kona brewing
2: there we have it are we are we back do i sound normal
3: you sound normal now
2: god i hate when that happens hey amanda how you doing are you on board amanda hello I don't know. Anyway, Cornell, she'll join us. I'm sure she's showing on board here. But uh, hey, Oop, hey, what's went. up?
3: How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome, man. Had a great week- weekend. Happy Columbus Day.
2: Is that what today is?
3: Today is Columbus Day.
2: I'll be darned. You know, Columbus Day rings a um, a special memory in my in my mind because. Way back when when Clarence Thomas yeah. was being can, remember that was during Columbus or just before Columbus Day? However many Andy, years ago. Andy you sound right. like
3: Darth Vader, man. You sound like Darth <laughs> Vader. The speaker yeah. is coming through the system.
2: I am your father. I don't know what that's I don't know, man. Anyway, listen, I was
3: But it's sounded like a tune.
2: We had this uh Philadelphia Folk Festival camping, uh, the group I camped with at the Philly Folk Festival had the Clarence Thomas camping outing. We called it the Clarence Thomas um, camping weekend, and it happened to be on Columbus Day weekend. It must have been however yeah. many, however long ago that was. But I, but I, that's what I did. Whenever that happened, whatever year it was, I don't remember. That's what we did that weekend. So um, that's how I remember Columbus Day weekend because that's what we did. We had the Clarence Thomas camping outing. It was beautiful. hey
4: guys. Hey, there hey you go. I had some technical issues, guys. I could hear everything you were saying, and you welcomed me. And I heard about the skylight thing, which had me laughing. But when I responded, nothing was happening. I had to restart everything.
2: All right, you're back now. It's done fine.
4: <laughs> I'm yeah. here, yeah. yeah. I'm here, guys.
2: <laughs> it's done fine. So, how was your weekend, Amanda? How was everything over there in the UK? Uh,
4: my weekend was very blessed. I cannot complain. And if I try, nobody listens, right? So, um... <laughs>
2: I'll listen, baby, uh, anytime.
4: Oh, thank yeah. you. That, that means a lot. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, uh, everything's getting uh, a little bit more tense here. People are more angry because of uh, the COVID issues we've got going on. They've now uh, enforced a three tier system here. So, we've got medium, high, and very high alert. So, medium, which is tier one, is like current measures, including the uh, 10 pm curfew for uh, pubs and restaurants and yeah. the rule of sit uh, for indoors and outdoors. And then the next level up, the high level, Which is tier two, is the no social mixing between households indoors, but the rule of six still applies outdoors. And then the very high tier three involves the tightest restrictions, which is no household mixing indoors and out, pubs and bars not serving, meals will be closed, guidance against uh, traveling in and out of the area, and the rule of six applying to outdoor places like parks and beaches. So they're trying really, really hard not to bring in this new national lockdown again, you know. So, um, and apparently we've more people in hospital now than we did before the March lockdown, which is not very good at all. Um, So, yeah, you know, things are not looking that great here, boys, unfortunately. And uh, we've had Wales, um, their ministers in Wales have been quite angry also because people from England have been travelling over to Wales from covid hotspots so they're taking Mm. covid into into wales which is not good so they don't want to create a border issue obviously and they're trying to give boris johnson the opportunity to change things but um should that not happen as soon as possible then a welsh law may be brought into place to resolve the issue which could be a little pressing for for people but uh yeah i mean the other news we've had is um two american guys matt thomas and glenn perkins i don't know if you heard from these guys over there um they're from your side of the pond and they're a similar age to trump and you remember i was saying on a previous show how it would be awesome to hear uh the public's um mm-hmm. encounter with covid and compare it to trump's experience while well, these two guys uh, gave their um, their ideas on what they experienced and they also kind of dissed Trump for the way he mm. went about the whole lack of seriousness uh, regarding it all and uh, they also noticed how the social distancing issues were very much uh, present with the campaign trail and uh, they seemed to be very disapproving of this as well so mm. it was interesting to hear about that.
3: Wow!
4: Yeah,
3: unbelievable.
4: Yeah. I know, right? It really is. It really
3: is. It, it, it's, it's a long. It's not. Like it's a long line that everybody is um, so called dissing Trump. The line is right around the world.
4: <laughs> yeah, pretty much it would seem, right? <laughs>
3: yeah, you know, we've spent so much time um
2: on the show, uh, playing Trump speeches and talking about Trump, and you know, uh, you know. He, of course, had COVID, and now his doctor, uh, Sean Connery. Is that his name, Sean Connery, or is that uh... (laughs) –
3: Well, uh, 007. Is is that
2: his doctor? I think it's Dr. Sean Connery, he (laughs) said.
4: That would be awesome.
2: Something like that. Sean Connery? I don't know. (laughs) Whatever it is, you guys know what I mean. I I thought it was Sean Connery. Anyway, Sean Connery now has come out and said that uh, that Trump has uh, tested negative for COVID virus. Uh, Trump is back on the campaign trail again, uh, holding his rallies. But what seems to be happening is that the folks who are showing up for these rallies, again, not wearing masks and so forth, which we go on and on about that. But anyway, um, they seem to be continuing to come out to support Trump at his rallies, which is to say that the base is not growing. You know, it's the same folks that have been wearing the uh, "Make America Great Again" hats and T-shirts and waving the flags and you know, screaming for Trump and going all over the place to say the guy. But it's the same people. You know, he's not, he's not, his base is not growing. If anything, his base is shrinking, and Joe Biden's polls and numbers are increasing, um, pretty much across the board. There's some swing states that are that are tight, but um, nonetheless show a a pretty healthy Biden lead and that is according to many of the polls from Pew to to Fox News, uh to CNN to MSNBC, to USA Today to ABC News, and you know, we can go on and on and on. All, all the polls, all of them, are, are consistently showing um that Biden has a strong lead and that you know, Americans, even the undecided are starting to, especially after this last episode with Trump uh being the uh, perfect physical specimen that he is, defeating this virus. Um I think a lot of the and but two hundred sixteen thousand people have died and um you can only pull over the wool the pull the wool over the people's eyes for so long and for so many times and I think a lot of the undecided voters are, are starting to to wake up and see what, what's going on with this guy and, and, and realize his fitness or lack thereof to be the uh, the president of the United States. So what I thought we might do uh, here, this time, because we spent, and we have i 've been thinking about it, we spent a lot of time playing trump 's speeches and his talks, and we 've had some fun with them, of course, and how can you not but but we nonetheless still spent a lot of time playing them that I thought maybe we would dedicate uh some of this show to what Biden has said. You know, people have called up to the show and and, yeah. and commented and written um. And I've seen on Facebook, you know, does Biden have a plan? What's Biden's plan? And I will look at his website. He's got he's very detailed, very specific plans. So you want to know what his plan is? Well, go ahead to JoeBiden.com and, and read it. It This is not rocket science. You might not agree with it. And if you don't agree with it, then you could comment, well, I don't think this, this, and this versus Trump's, you know, B, C, and D. But but don't come out and say he doesn't have a plan when he, in fact, has a very detailed one. But what I thought we would do now and, uh, and Cornell, our producer had a great idea with this that we would talk about and play some of um, Joe Biden's talk uh, that he gave to the auto workers in Ohio just six hours ago uh, that we happen mm-hmm. to have here at our coast to coast studios, and we thought we'd break that down for you a little bit uh, and give that you give time to to Biden and his talks because uh, we have played a lot of uh, of Trumps in the past. So if you guys are in agreement. Um, we go I'm ahead. Yes, yeah, of course. Let's go. Yeah. And let's Please. All right, here we go. Here's clip, here's clip number 1. Here is the next president of the United States of America, Joe Biden.
5: Hello, Toledo. This feels like coming home. Well, I tell you what. I uh my dad was an automobile man. I got through uh, school and we got through uh, being able to eat after we lost a job up in Scranton, Pennsylvania. He had moved down to Delaware because, uh, because of selling General Motors products. And so uh, I've known. And my state used to have the largest percentage of auto workers of any state in the nation because we had a small population and the largest General Motors and largest Chrysler plant outside of Michigan and and uh, Ohio, and uh, I saw I saw what happened when we got hit very hard. We've lost both those plants. Well, let me start off by saying, Mr. Mayor, thanks for the passport into your city. And Marcy, you've been a friend a long time. Thank you for your introduction. You know, there's no more fierce defender, there's no more fierce defender, the people she grew up with than Marcy. She has never, ever, ever forgotten where she came from. She's tough. She's, she's a straight shooter. She's influential in Congress. She's honest, and she sees you. You're always in her view. And, Tony, Mr. President, I know you're new, and he says, piece of cake, so I don't have to worry if I get elected the first 100 days. Uh, but all kidding aside, Tony, thank you for hosting us and thank you for Local 14. And Kenyatta, you, uh, thanks for that introduction. All you did for Barack and me when we were running, when we got elected, jumping in and being part of helping us govern, you remind me of something my dad said. He said, Joey, a job's about a lot more than a paycheck. It's about your dignity. It's about your place in the community. It's about respect. It's about being able to say to your kid and look them in the eye and say everything's going to be okay and mean it. That's what job's about, a decent-paying job like the UAW provides. This lesson I grew up with, surrounded by hard-working families in Scranton and then in Claymont, Delaware, where we had to move when Dad lost work. There was no work in Scranton, just like here in Toledo. But the times are hard unemployment is way up due to the pandemic and the terrible way in which it's been handled the economic outlook remains uncertain across ohio and the country folks are worried about making the next mortgage payment or the rent payment whether or not they can purchase their prescription drugs or be able to put food on the table literally worried about whether their kids schools open and be able to stay open and if they're not open How they can go to work if they have a job and still take care of their kids. They see the people at the very top doing better than they ever have. While they're left to wonder, who's looking out for me? That's Donald Trump's presidency. 215,000 dead because of COVID. Experts say we're likely to lose another 200,000 people in the next few months unless we take some serious action. And he doesn't know what he's doing. All because this president's only worried about one thing the stock market. He refuses to follow the science. It's estimated that if we just wore these masks nationally, we'd save over 100,000 lives between now and the end of the year. This president knew back in January, he was briefed in detail by the intelligence community how extremely dangerous this COVID virus was, how communicable the disease was. He went in a taped interview with Bob Woodward, a leading journalist. It's on tape and played, telling Woodward that he knew how dangerous the disease was, but did nothing. Ask yourself, why didn't he tell us? Why didn't he warn us? He said nothing. He told Woodward that he didn't want to panic the American people. That's why he said nothing. We don't panic. America doesn't panic. But Trump panicked. His reckless personal conduct since his diagnosis has been unconscionable. The longer Donald Trump is president, the more reckless he seems to get. Dr. Fauci, the most respected doc on this issue in the world, in the country, he, he told the president, you know, the president's announcement of his pick for the Supreme Court in the Rose Garden, as a, he referred to that as a super spreader all those people caught that got the disease. How's he responding? Well, guess what? He's now running an ad you probably saw, a national ad quoting Dr. Fauci out of context. Way back in March, referring to public health officials, Dr. Fauci said, I can't imagine that anybody could be doing more, end of quote. In the recent ad that's going out nationally, Trump ad quotes Dr. Fauci saying that about him, the president, Trump and his campaign deliberately lied, making it sound like Fauci was talking about Trump. Fauci went on in the public air and the ad came out saying three days ago, I did not give permission for that quote. He wasn't referring to the president. And even after that, Fauci said he didn't say that. The president and the campaign, even after Fauci laid this out, The campaign said, we're still gonna use it, because he did say it, even though it wasn't about him. The point I'm trying to make is, it was a knowing lie, like we're being told about everything about this COVID consequences. As a consequence to his months of overwhelming lying, misleading, irresponsible action on the part of Donald Trump, how many empty chairs were around your breakfast table this morning? Someone you loved, someone you cared about, someone you knew, a family member or a neighbor, missing, missing. And why? Because of negligence. Look, I view this campaign, as I've said before, and I'll say it again, between Scranton and Park Avenue, between Toledo and Park Avenue. All Trump can see is from Park Avenue is Wall Street. That's why his only metric for American prosperity that he values is the Dow Jones and the index. Like a lot of you, I spent a lot of my time with guys like Trump looking down on me, the Irish Catholic kid in the neighborhood, guys who thought they were better than me because they had a lot of money, guys who inherited everything they ever got and still managed to squander it. I have to admit, and I shouldn't have done it, but I've on record saying it, so I'll repeat it. I still have a little bit of chip on my shoulder about guys like him. I read some stories after I got the nomination that, quote, if Biden gets elected, he'll be the first non-Ivy League school graduate to get elected in, I think it was 80 or 90 years. Guys, have a seat, man. You know what? Like some state school guy went to the University of Delaware. I was proud of it. Hard to get there, hard to get through in terms of money. But folks, since when can someone who went to a state university not be qualified to be president? Folks, I know what it's...
2: So, you know, it's interesting to... We broke um uh, that talk he gave to the automotive workers who pulled their cars up like a drive-in theater.
3: Mm-hmm. And it was a great speech, too, man. It, it really touched
2: me. Yeah, there's two other sections we'll get to, um, or at least we'll get, we'll try anyway, but um, you have to kind of break them down a little bit and analyze and see what, what you know, kind of compare his demeanor, his, you know, how his, his plans, his, how he comes across uh, to that of. Donald Trump, of which we played again so much of on the show over the past several weeks, past yeah, couple months actually. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Amanda, you're in the UK, and it'll be very interesting to get your perspective there. Um, okay. And how how would you you know if I if I said make an elevator pitch like you know compare you know you heard you heard Biden's speech, which we again mm-hmm. we I want to play more of him actually, and yeah. um, you've heard many of Trump's speeches that we played on this very show. Elevator pitch, how would you compare the two of them?
4: (sighs) Forgive me for saying this, and and people probably hate me for saying this, but, you know, Trump has always come across as pompous, like arrogant and very egoic. This is something that doesn't sit well with me generally, within anybody else or within um, any kind of leader. So for me personally that really kind of rubs me up the wrong way. However, when I listen to Biden, I feel very calm. Uh I feel balanced. And in his tone of voice he he, he seems to have that compassion and mm-hmm. like he feels for the people, okay? When I hear Trump talk, it's very abrupt um he's got this tone that's condescending and it's like he's telling people how it is his way you know his thinking his his attitude everything should be like him uh yeah. with biden it seems to he's putting across that it should be about the people now you know you could argue that is a uh, a tactic a, polit- a political tactic but yeah, you could say that, but you only have to listen to the two side by side to get a sense yeah, of that kind of energy.
2: You, you do, and you know, Trump's speaking live right now in Sanford, Florida, as we broadcast the show. The the president is is holding a rally in Florida right now, um, and you know, his he just held a you know a previous rally where he gets up, we're gonna win, you know, we're gonna win this thing, we're gonna win this thing, and if uh, Biden wins, the country's gonna be in chaos. Antifa, mm. anarchy—they're gonna burn your cities down. They're gonna take over the suburbs.
3: Scare tactics.
2: Uh, yeah, and the same cool. pe- But but he's not. But he's not gaining an audience. He's talking to the same. He's beating the same drum to the same band. You know, it, it's is the, the audience is not growing whatsoever. If anything, it's shrinking. And if if yeah. somebody wants to, uh, let's just play a little bit of Trump here. Just to remind ourselves of who uh, what, he, what he's like.
0: <laughs> you're not vulnerable, okay. but they like to say the vulnerable. But you're the least vulnerable. But for this one thing. You are vulnerable. Thank you, Donald. Anyway, moving right along, uh,
2: <laughs> let, let's hear more of, uh, of uh, you know Biden. Uh, this is, again, a continuation of what he spoke of about six hours ago in Ohio uh, pertaining to common decency. Do you remember what that is like in the White House? God, I almost wow. forgot. Let's take a listen.
5: Folks, I know what it takes to be president. I sat next to a man for eight years watching and participating. My mom taught me that what you're probably taught by your parents too. Say, Joey, nobody is better than you, but everybody's your equal. I don't measure people based on the size of their bank account. I don't respect people based on whether they own a mansion. I don't judge them whether they're based on whether they belong to a country club. You and I measure people by the strength of their character, their honesty, their. their courage, their courage. My mom used to say the greatest gift of all, the greatest virtue is courage. You're redeemed by your courage. That's what she's saying, redeemed by your loyalty, honesty, loyalty, things that are bigger than yourself. Those are the neighborhoods we were raised in. It's all about family, decency, honor, opportunity. These are the values I learned growing up in Scranton. And my guess is you learned growing up in Toledo, wherever you grew up. The people I grew up with in Scranton didn't have any money in stocks. At our house growing up, every penny my dad made went to paying the bills, keeping the lights on and food on the table. Every penny our friends in Scranton made went to paying the bills and taking care of their families as well. And we looked out for our neighbors. That's why I have a different measure by which I judge the health of America's economy. I see hard-working women and men who are just trying to earn an honest living and take care of their families, just want an even shot. They're not asking for anything. They're just asking for a fair shot. And you know, given a shot, the American people have never, ever, ever, ever let their country down. Never. The other expression my dad would have, he said, when you see the abuse of power, there's only one way to respond to it. And that's with power. And the only power we have to take on corporate America is union power. That's the only power.
2: So, um, again, uh, you know, and you will listen to some of the speeches that we've played on the show and (laughs) speeches giving right now if you want to. (laughs) And, and and you and you just listen to the way Trump presents himself, what he talks about, what how he addresses people, his lack of respect for other people. Uh, it's just more of the same. It's getting worse, if anything. If any, if
3: anything, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, um, he seems like arrogant. Man, he's very arrogant. Joe Biden is the type of person that basically you could sit down with a of bear and just talk talk the junk with him. You know?
4: Like oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: He reminds me of the kind of guy that you get real bored, you know, you drive downtown and get a great parking spot, then sit in the car and then count how many people ask when, if he's going to leave or not.
3: Yes. <laughs> well,
2: he's you, the kind you, of guy you, that will spill yeah. spot remover on his dog and watch his dog disappear. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yes, yes. Or um, watch the grass in the back row, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, Donald Trump started writing a book. He wrote the page numbers down. Now all he has to do is finish the rest.
3: <laughs> That's crazy man. I, and, and Amanda, yeah. how did we get this how did we get in this situation, man? Can you explain to me?
4: Uh, I don't know. I mean you know, I could get all philosophical with you guys and say, Well, you know, sometimes things need to move into place for bigger and better things to happen. And porn in a, a major chess game of life and eventually will be you know, taken and somebody else will uh, take over and uh, move things in a better direction. You know, sometimes you don't know you have it so good until something really bad happens, right? Yes. So Mm -hmm. maybe it's kind of like a wake-up call in a sense. Um, But I don't know. I mean...
3: What do you uh, think, Andy? (laughs) How did we get in the situation?
2: (laughs) Well, you know, I I think that uh, a, a couple of things. And... We live as many people will disagree. We live in a racist, systemically racist society. I don't care who disagree we we do and we, we really, really do and uh I think there's a tremendous amount of opposition to a black guy as wonderful and fan, you know great as this man was of having Barack obama in the oh, in the white house yeah. very. Uh, just, just phenomenal. I mean, probably one of the greatest. And 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 what can we say about his wife, Michelle? What a, what a tremendous first lady.
6: Absolutely,
2: um, mm-hmm. absolutely. And um, and there was a lot of, um, and you know, hey, listen, I'm a, I'm a white guy in Southern California. There's a tremendous amount of of white people, white white population that resented the fact that fact that there was a black guy in in the White House. Um, yeah. Now, did he get a tremendous amount of white support in both elections? Yes, of course. Of he, course. he really did. But you know, th- there's no joke, and it's not a secret that when uh, Obama was inaugurated, that they had like a, a behind closed door session where they decided the Congress, Republican Congress, was going to defeat and not put anything that he proposed um, on the table for consideration. Mm-hmm. And they, no matter yeah. what it was, you know, anything he wants, bam, and eh, nope, not gonna do it. Nope, not gonna do it. Nope, we're gonna make his presidency a disaster.
3: We're set up to and the security yeah, I mean, had a bit extra tight too.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and
2: remember this: in two thousand eight, this country, the world, you know, this country suffered one of the most horrific recessions. And some people refer to it as a depression um, we've ever experienced, at least since the Great Depression. Um, and there was a lot of reasons for that that we can go into. But George Bush was the president which preceded Obama, and Barack Obama inherited. A, a disaster of an economy, just you know, record unemployment, just just horrible. And um so Barack Obama, together with Joe Biden, changed the course of that recession and put our country back on a positive track. Now, was it fast? No. It wasn't what do you a knee jerk? Oh, tomorrow's gonna be better. Hey here we are folks, thanks a lot. That was great. Whoa. Um no, that's not the way it works. These you know the, the, the Americ the, the, the economy, the world economy is like a pendulum, and, and to an extent, it really doesn't matter who is in office because that pendulum is going to swing one side, then go down, then up on the other side, then back down. It's going to, the, the economy is never going to be consistently good forever. It's going to have its peaks. It's going to have its, its valleys. But what we can do as a society, what we can do by electing the right uh, uh, officials is minimize the depth of the low that the pendulum swings when it does go down. You know, can we minimize it? We know it's going to go down. It's not going to stay great forever. But how low will it go? Can we can, what can we do to to, to facilitate the, you know, uh, a a projection that will minimize the effect of a downward economy on the on society? Um, yeah. But there's no there's no way in the world you're going to say the economy is go- going to be good forever and I don't care who the administration is. But uh, Obama did under his administration, and there was a lot to it. Just not the president doesn't do this, the vice president doesn't do this. There's, it's incredibly complex what it takes to turn an economy. It takes, you know, what well, they say? It takes a village, right? Um, but you know, the, <laughs> the Treasury and the various departments and the various you know, Department of State and the Department of Commerce and the Congress and the Senate and you know rules and regs and you know, and, and, and needless to say, three hundred thirty million people that have to go for the ride and say, "Yeah, we're we're man and cell. We're not going to take this thing anymore. We're going to turn it around." Um But it takes a long time to lift a, a downward, depressing economy and ch- and change the gears on this thing and start spinning it the other way slowly but surely. Whoa! It takes a while, and it was a slow turn, but it was a turn. Then yeah. uh Trump gets elected and and you know in all due credit to him things took a pretty big bump up and they, and that's true they they, they really and and we said on this show a lot of times that you give credit where credit is due um were there some sacrifices during that rise of the economy that he that was accelerated yes there there were there were indeed but in terms of the wellness of the average american for the first year or so of trump's presidency in terms of their wallet I think there's very few people that are going to say, oh, it's horrible. Oh, I can't wait. No, no, it it was better than it was. But but he cannot take credit for it because he inherited an upward trend from the previous president who happened to be Barack Obama with Joe Biden as his VP. He inherited that. But look what Barack Obama inherited, a, a depression, and he turned it. So look, yes. look where Trump came aboard on this trajectory, and look where Barack Obama came aboard on this trajectory, and let's do let's do a comparison there.
6: Definitely. Now that's fair.
2: That's fair.
3: And I still and don't understand fair. why people be blaming uh, Obama for messing up the economy. That's what I don't get.
2: Yeah, that's that's what's so crazy because you know the fact is that he didn't, and that's a fact. I mean, you know, it's it's unbelievable, but um, yeah, so. We have more of, but you know, all in all, I mean, I, I just think, what are we going to see with four more years of Donald Trump in the White House? Ask ourselves that. What, what, what is the plan? Hey, you know what? What is his plan? Everybody know? Cornell, do you know his plan? What's Trump's well, plan? the plan
3: is if, if he, if he gets in another four years. I'm getting ten of windows on my car. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez. Oh poor I get it. I get it. I do
2: get it. I get it. <laughs> oh God. Oh my God. And here we are in twenty twenty. Let's hear the uh, final section, just a few more minutes of uh of Joe Biden's talk today and um and then we'll get uh, we'll climb back on board on that. I forget which one it is. I think this is it. Here we go.
5: Any company that offshores a job is going to pay a 10% penalty. Any.
2: Oh, I want to go back to that a second. Let me let me just interrupt because I cut a lot of that out. I don't want to spend the whole show on just playing a speech. But um, real quick, uh, a lot mm-hmm. of jobs. And go figure this compared to what he's been saying, even. Four years ago, a lot of jobs have gone overseas. So what Biden's plan is – hey, folks who don't think he has a plan, listen up. This is for you. This is for you, okay? Biden's plan is regarding jobs and outsourcing that any company that exports jobs overseas to accomplish the same thing they were producing here is going to pay a 10% tax penalty to do so. You send you send a job. You, you take the employment away from an American citizen. And you sent that same job task overseas to save money, goddammit. Guess what? You're paying for it. You're going to be penalized for it. And consequently, if anybody brings back a job to the United States from overseas, you're going to be rewarded with a tax credit.
5: I'm liking that.
2: So let's listen to this.
5: Any company that offshores a job is going to pay a 10% penalty. Any company that brings back a job, reopens a closed factory like a manufacturing plant. they'll get a 10% credit for their investment. We're going to make trade, <coughs> a trade tragedy that fights for every American worker and every American job and actually get results. Not Trump's chaotic trade war, erratic tweets and bluster that's only stiffed American workers and consumers, including farmers. He's let you down. He's let us down. I promise you, I will stand up to China's trade abuses and I will invest in the American worker because I know no one, nobody can outcompete an American worker when they've gotten a fair shot. Nobody in the world. One more thing. The United States government owns and maintains an enormous fleet of vehicles. We're going to convert many of them electric vehicles and you're going to still need to build these transmissions and for a long time to come but any new jobs in that area are going to go to people who are in the automobile industry who are in the manufacturing who are in the uaw are going to be making these new vehicles sourced right here in america the government provides and demand support to retool factories that are struggling to compete the u.s auto industry will step up i'll expand capacity So the United States, not China, leads the world in modern new technology. We're going to make it easier for American consumers to move to the vehicles of the future by building a network of 500,000 charging stations across the country for offering consumers rebates to swap older, fuel-efficient cars. We're going to move in a direction that technology is taking us, and making sure the UAW leads the way in how we do it. Together, this will mean one million good new jobs in the auto industry. Folks, it's an example of how we can do anything. I'm more optimistic about what we have a chance to do in the next four to six years, eight years, than anything, any time in my whole career. The blinders have been taken off the American people. They've seen with the combination of the pandemic, the economic crisis, the racial inequality we're facing, and what's going on internationally. And they're ready to step up. They know we have to change. Nothing, nothing, nothing is beyond the capacity of the United States of America. And I mean that. Think about it. We're the only country in the world that's come out of every crisis stronger than we went in because of who we are. As I've said to other world leaders, never underestimate the American people. There's no there's no quit in America. There's none. In America, we can do anything that we need to do if we can do it together. Nothing can stop us. You know, we have to come together. That's why I'm running. I'm running as a proud Democrat for the Senate. When I am running as a proud Democrat for Vice President, I'm running as a proud Democrat for President. Well, I promise you this. I will govern as an American President. I'll govern for everyone who voted for me as well as against me. We can be better than what we've seen. We can be what we are at our best, the United States of America. So vote. Vote. Visit iwill.com slash Ohio. God bless you. And God bless the autoworkers. God protect. Thank you. Which way am I going?
2: I liked that at the end because he didn't know which way to get off the stage, uh, right or left. So that's when he said, uh, uh, "Which way am I going?" That was kind of cute.
3: <laughs>
2: anyway, uh, so that was fresh off the press. That was just a few hours, a uh, few hours ago. Um, let's take a listen to this. We'll be right back.
5: When it
0: comes to great stakes, I've just raised the stakes. Trump steaks are by far the best tasting most flavorful beef you've ever had.
6: Last thing before we go here tonight or as a true television pitchman would say, but wait, there's more. We've spent years here already detailing how far we are from normal, how different this president is from all who have gone before him. He is mostly a creature of television. We know he's a voracious consumer of television. But Donald J. Trump is a pitch man, a hype man, a marketer. Nothing he makes but other people's products, mind you. As he would put it, a lot of people don't realize he has done previous endorsements for Double Stuff Oreos, Pizza Hut, Domino's, this is all real, McDonald's, the Visa Check Card, Verizon Wireless, Macy's, all laundry detergent, Trump Steaks, Trump the Game, Trump Ice, Trump Vodka, and his fragrance line, Success by Trump. Indeed, during the pandemic, we've watched him promote hydroxychloroquine and the Abbott rapid test for COVID. Now he's pushing a false cure for COVID, and the folks at the Lincoln Project used his own words to put it into commercial form.
0: Hi, perhaps you recognize me It's your favorite president I got back a day ago from Walter Reed Medical Center I went in I wasn't feeling so hot And within a very short period of time They gave me Regeneron A short 24 hours later I was feeling great And that's what I want for everybody If you're in the hospital and you're feeling really bad Regeneron We have hundreds of thousands of doses that are just about ready You're going to get better You're going to get better really fast Regeneron Because I feel great I feel like perfect I want to get for you what I got, you, yeah. Yeah. and you'll see some amazing things happen. You're going to get better. You're going to get better fast, just like I did.
2: Oh my God! You got to laugh. I had to play oh. that.
6: Hey there, I'm Chris Hayes from MSNBC. Thanks for watching. Unbelievable!
2: Unbelievable. Oh, anyway, man. so yeah, just to hear, just to hear that, you know, you hear again Joe Biden, and then uh, you know, just a little some little clips and tidbits regarding Donald Trump and. And you have, to, you have to wonder, you have to ask yourself, which one is the president of the United States? We'd love to take your calls. We're at 515-605-988. Share your thoughts, your opinions, your ideas, where are we going, what's the direction of this country, who are you voting for, who did you vote for. Remember, tens of millions of people already voted. I've got my mail-in ballot right here, just about right in front of me here. I should uh, – yeah. maybe no, Wednesday show, I think I'll open it. Maybe – you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to vote on the air on Wednesday. I'm going to vote here live on the show. Yeah. Would... I'm going that to will... be... and then here's what I'm going to do. And then on the show, you can track your ballot you, on the envelope that the ballot is uh, it comes in, it gives you an address where you can actually track your vote from where you mail it, where it is because remember, in the mail in ballots and this is very important, mail in ballots are provisional ballots, they are provisional votes. They don't they aren't counted until you're verified. Until they know it was in fact you, they compare your signature, other information um and unless you are verified and it is you you're you're you might not be counted, so fill it out right, sign it right um and you know there's a lot of people say, oh, there's gonna be millions of 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 fraud of of fictitious ballots the foreign governments are going to dump all these ballots into the United States no no, every single mail in ballot is going to be verified. there are provisional votes they are not. They don't become votes until they become verified. Um, But, and there's a web address where you can actually track your ballot. Where, where is it right now? Has it been counted? Has it not been counted? Where is it? It's like tracking a UPS delivery or something or a postal service delivery. You can do that with your vote. So what I think I'm going to do on the show Wednesday is I'm going to read the, um, the ballot. I'm going to read in California. We have all these provisions, which I'm still trying to understand. Um, uh, or proposition, I should say propositions. Um, so I am going to vote on the show Wednesday. Tune in to Coast to Coast and listen as Andy Kimball casts his vote live on the show. Hey, 20
3: right more, guys, twenty more days.
2: Twenty more days. Wow.
6: And,
2: and then on the show, Cornell, I think this is a cool idea too. Let's track. I'll put it on our website. We'll track my ballot. Let's you know okay. we'll see where my vote is and make sure they know it. Was me. They might think I'm Amanda. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Now, I'd rather be Amanda. But that's, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
3: Matter of fact, Amanda, how's um, your president is doing in the UK, if I may ask?
4: He's he's uh he's doing okay, I think. I think he's feeling the stress. He certainly looked like he was uh feeling the stress in uh, a press conference today. Um giving everybody the updates on the uh, COVID situation. But I think he's getting some serious plaque from people over all of this, you know, because people are angered and which is understandable. But I think we've all got to appreciate that he's trying his best to do what he can without crippling the economy any further and people losing even more jobs and going into another national lockdown. So, yeah, he's feeling it, guys. He's feeling it.
3: Wow. Andy. Andy. Can I ask you a question? No. Anyway, moving right along. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. ahead. i President Dorn. How's who? Our President Dorn. <laughs> How's he doing? Hold on, let me go
2: ask. I'll be right back. Let me call. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Don? Wait a minute. He won't take my call. Hold on a second. Don, totally you there? on. Cool. right. I'm having trouble getting hold of him.
3: He's
2: at the golf uh, court. He's playing, yeah, I don't know. He's giving a talk. He's giving a talk right now, or else I'm sure he'd take my call. I'm <laughs> sure he would.
6: <laughs> you know,
2: it's interesting. We're getting texts. Uh, you can go to our BlogTalkRadio, uh, blogtalkradio.com, and look for Coast to Coast. You'll see the Indian Amanda Show, and you could text us via, the, uh, via that website when we're on the air. Uh, we had a caller uh, who is Maria from... Uh, Northern California, who texted this in a conversation regarding socialism. There's a thing about – there's a a fear from um, some of the folks on the right that uh, if the Democrats win, especially if they flip the house, regardless of what happens in the White House, that we're going to be all socialists here. And uh, some people say, well, well, then we'll be uh, – you know, socialism, there's you know, somebody who says socialism is for the entire present population of Europe and uh, the most content people on earth. And I got to tell you, I've been to Europe a bunch of times, and I, I kind of agree. I, for Amanda, I, you go over to where you are in your side of the world, and people, mm-hmm. they're destined to be more content, more at ease, more more relaxed. There's more history, I think. They just know. It's almost like they've been around the block a few times, you know? Um, yeah. I know there's some issues. Of course, I know that. But but just, yeah, you know. But anyway, um, so another text – I'm going to read you some of these texts. Americans often think that socialism is totalitarianism. Socialism is when the citizens are willing to contribute to the well-being of everyone, a concept preached by Jesus of Nazareth. And as we know that um, Donald Trump came down with and was tested positive uh, for coronavirus and was hospitalized accordingly and given these medical treatments that no one's ever heard of, that no one else was privy to, that no one else was administered. Um, And uh, Maria, who's been a caller on the show, uh, texted regarding that, and I'll quote, Donald Trump received socialized health care for his coronavirus treatment. Medical staff, equipment, and medicines were all paid for by taxpayers. Is that socialism? (laughs) Trump did not pay his privatized health care providers copay to receive this treatment. It was top-line treatment that very few Americans received, and it was all free to him. That is the experience with socialized health care. Additionally, this is Maria. Additionally, I was amazed by Trump's quick recovery, so I decided to do some biological research into his antibody cocktail recovery treatment. Mm -hmm. I found that included the use of stem cells, specifically a cell line called 293T derived from kidney tissue taken from an aborted embryo in the 1970s. The antibody cocktail was a combination of two specific B-cell antibodies, Region 10933 and Region 10987, engineered to latch onto the COVID-19 spike protein, which prevents the virus from interacting with any host cell's ACE2 gene receptor, which is how the virus progresses throughout the human body. Stem cells were used in the engineering of these antibodies, stem cells that Trump himself suspended further research funding for in 2019. God damn it. I said that, not her. The cell –
0: the cell –
2: I'm mad as hell. I don't take it anymore. The The cell Regeneron used in Trump's antibody treatment was an epithetical cell, not a fetal cell. The technical distinction does not detract from the fact that both cells are derived from the same manner and both are morally objectionable. Given Trump's position on pro-life policies and even the 219 suspension of fetal stem cell research funding enacted by his administration, it leaves me confused. Modern medical research is saving lives. It saved his, end of quote.
4: Wow.
2: Yeah. Wow. Hey, yeah. Maria, call in the show again. Anytime. Anytime. Absolutely. Yeah,
4: that's amazing. Amazing.
2: Yeah. So, so, and we've all heard of this, especially when Bernie Sanders was a threat to the right. Uh, so he's a socialist. He's a socialist. So we, you know, we're 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 a republic here. We're a democracy. Not that we're gonna, you know, bring Sanders in. And um, hey, every year of unemployment compensation, every year of Medicare, uh, every year of FEMA, every year of well, I can go on and on and on and on, right? But we are to. Uh, – we're not a purely capitalist society here, folks. We're just not. We're not. We, we are, to an extent, a socialist republic. We are, like it or not. You don't like it, then I'll tell you what. When you retire, you're not going to get your Social Security.
3: Oh, my God. If you're
2: sick and, and you don't have health care, we're not going to give you Medicare. You're on your own. You have cancer. You need treatment. Sorry. Okay? You don't like socialism? That's what I'm taking from you. You like it? You like that? Okay, vote for Trump.
3: Another thing, um, Andy, and if you have your daughter like, on your insurance or anything and she's over like 25 to 26, they're going to take her off your insurance. That's right.
2: So they're, they're, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Trump is in court. The Supreme Court, with a hearing date of November 11th, demanding that the Supreme Court Invalidate the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare.
3: Right. And that, that, as
2: Cornell just stated, mm-hmm. part of that is it used to be your kid was 18 years old and you can no longer put them under, you know, you can no longer put them in your um, uh, your health plan, you know. But now you know, the insurance companies could reject them. Now they are mandated to remain in that health plan till age 26.
3: That's that's crazy. Uh, that's crazy because it, I mean that's your child, that's your um insurance. Yeah. You can yeah. Give it to whoever you want. How would you feel if yeah. it was yours? You know what I'm saying? So.
2: Yeah, well, you you oh. can cover them obviously, but under a, under their own plan, uh and um and also pre existing conditions. Coronavirus is a pre existing condition. Trump yeah. now has a pre existing condition. If you were to go get insurance, have you know a, if you were to go get a new insurance plan. And he had that questionnaire. It would ask, have you ever had coronavirus or heart disease or cancer or blah, 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 blah. He'd have to say, yes, I have. Oh, what condition was that? Oh, it was coronavirus. Oh, really? We're not going to intrude you then. (laughs) Go somewhere else. Wow. Now they have to intrude you. They cannot turn you down. They cannot charge you a higher premium because you had it. Here's the plan. Here it is. Unbelievable. And Trump wants to take all that away. Do you know 20 million Americans, 20 million Americans are now insured through the Affordable Care Act who otherwise could not afford insurance? 20 million people and their families who would not have any health insurance whatsoever. Now, we can ask, well, well for years, decades, hundreds of years, what did these same people do if they got sick or got into an accident or got shot or whatever and they had to go to ER? Would would the hospital turn them away? Not immediately, no. No hospital is going to do that. But guess who paid the bill for that? Guess who paid for it? We did. The people who have right. health insurance who could afford it. That's part of the premium that we pay is to pay for the people who don't have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is it, is, is it fair is it fair to me?
3: No. Or hell no. No. no.
2: no, no, it ain't no. Not Cornell, you gotta say hell no. Hell no.
3: Fuck no. no! I mean, sorry. <laughs>
2: Get angry! I am. Get mad, God damn it, God damn it! What?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I felt hey, that man. zing from here, baby. <laughs> 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 yeah,
2: you, you know the future. You know the future's <laughs> going. I want to. I want to live with George Justine.
3: Oh yes.
2: I mean, excuse me, George. let not Justine. I made him Jewish. George, What's his name? Je- J- <laughs> well,
3: well, um, Andy, we are living this life now. We doing, you know, <laughs> you know, looking on TV visuals and virtual, whatever you call it. We doing all mm-hmm. that the Jets did, right? Yeah. 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 Well. I want you
5: to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore! I want you to get up right now, get up, go to your windows, open them, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore! Things have got to change!
2: That's what I want to hear, goddammit.
3: That's, that's what, what I want
2: people. I want. I want us. We're gonna get mad. God damn it. We get yes, mad. If, if
3: any kids are listening right now. You should. You should be in bed, getting ready for school.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, though, right? People. The, people can stand up towards the government, but everybody's too. Forgive the the term whipped into mm-hmm. a way of thinking of being that everybody's too afraid to to join together and and make those changes. I don't think people would know what to do without that kind of power, and I think that's what they fear, right?
2: Yeah. I think you're right. I I wholeheartedly disagree. I mean, excuse me, I wholeheartedly agree. I do. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, Andy,
4: okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it's opposite we've day.
3: Do, 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 do. It's
4: we've been kind of tongue-tied lately. And I've don't been be told I sound like a non still, is that right? Oh, cup. Oh, cup.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we're going to tell you. We we're going to talk to you about
2: that, but yeah, a little helium there. Yeah. Trying to my light. Just does anybody know what time it is? Tick
0: tock, tick 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 tock.
2: Donald, I wasn't talking to you. We have um, <laughs> it's 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 our two minute warning. There's, we've oh. got. I can't believe these these hour shows have been just flying um, by. I, yes. Flying by. Uh, we're on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday format, folks. Our show is rebroadcast on Tuesdays and Thursdays. In other words, tonight's show that you're hearing right now, you can hear it again. I know I'll be listening. I can't wait. Um, yeah. Tomorrow, t- tomorrow at five o'clock, you can hear this broadcast again. But we might, depending on what happens. We the way we do it, folks, is kind of our Tuesdays and Thursdays are kind of like a, let's wait and see kind of things. We we could go live at five or we might just play this show again. We'll see. We'll see. We'll We'll play it by ear. But anyway, we are five days a week, either pre-recorded shows, Tuesdays, Thursdays, or not. Nonetheless, we will see you Wednesday. Um, Right, we will see you Wednesday, right? Yes, at 5 o'clock. 1 o'clock in the morning in the UK, 8 o'clock in the evening in the... uh, Where are you again? East Coast, Delaware, Philadelphia.
3: Yep. It's 8 o'clock p.m. It's 8 (laughs) o'clock
1: So, uh,
2: this has been fun. I, I'm gonna go grab a Kona beer. It's
3: been looking oh. at me the whole
2: time. Oh, and remember, tune in Wednesday, Andy Kimball is going to be voting live on the show.
3: Yeah. Live on the show. And go to our Instagram page, the yes. Andy, the Andy and Amanda show. I will send it to a picture, again,
2: Cornell. I'll send you a picture of the ballot, and you put it on our Instagram page. I'll, I'll send you a picture of our, my ballot envelope, so you can, people can see what it looks like.
3: Definitely. Uh, all right, and you you then for
2: all we'll all vote too. And we'll vote live on the show on Wednesday. Everybody, take care. This is the take Coast to Coast Show. Our number for future reference, 515-605-9888. On behalf of Amanda Love, on behalf of Cornell Butler, my name is Andy Kimball. This is the Coast to Coast Show. Folks, Thank take you. care. All the best.
0: we here hello hello